Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. everybody uh andy richter here again another episode of uh my mom's favorite podcast uh, <laughs> it's the three questions and today i am talking to somebody that we have all been loving her work for years and years and we just spoke in the sort of preamble here that the last time we saw each other was mm, maybe 25 years ago I was going to say 30. Maybe 30 but, years but ago, it yeah. Could, but, but I could be wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I do remember uh, meeting you and you, it was very much, this is a teenager that's coming on <laughs> yes. our talk show. So Here's an obnoxious teen. <laughs> be really nice to her. <laughs> Pretend she's not saying dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you did. I mean, I, I, you know, I think you're charming no matter what, but I have, oh, to, say, I have to say stuff like that because I'm a podcaster and mm-hmm. I'm desperate for guests. Uh, I, I'm talking to Christina Ricci and I'm very happy to, because I really, honestly, you are one of my favorite actors. I really, oh, thank you, you. You, you have made, you've taken like kid stuff and made really good, interesting choices and, and mm-hmm. really continue to do interesting work. And, you know, and, and I mean, just, and they just, the recent one, uh, Yellow Jackets is so fantastic and so good. Thank and, you. And I it's just. It's really a fun show. It's fantastic. And I do, I do think it's like really cool that a creepy, scary show that's kind of gross and terrifying, it's all women. Yeah. Like, it's all, you know, I even notice like, most of the music is women. Most of the incidental music is from is from female bands, so. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that I was so excited about. It's that, you know, this show, women are taking the space that men usually occupy in yeah. this genre and all of it. And uh, it's really fun. To, to get to not be treated with kid gloves. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, right off the bat, I just love character actors. And you've you've gotten to become a character actor now. I, I mean, yes, you don't... Now that I'm, now that I'm older, I'm but, allowed. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but you don't... I mean, that's not in... Uh, you know, like, you don't... No, uh, yeah. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. It was... But when, but it was a thing that when when actresses my age were younger, we were like people were terrified <laughs> that we would fall into character actress territory. Like it was, oh no. You mean like your your reps or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. You can't t- like you can't take that part of the oh the murderer or the you're you gonna know. make yourself ugly again. Oh, people wow. might not like you wow, and all wow. that stuff. And I've always been sort of at my heart a very obnoxious, rebellious teen. And I always wanted to do those things. I wanted to play the person that everybody would hate. You know, I think 
I think it's a stunted maturity issue, but um, it's also but, it's also fun. It's, it's also, also really the fun. Pr- pursuit of fun, you know. Yes, yeah. yes, and it is like it's yeah, it's fun to play the part that everyone's afraid of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now you you mentioned what, what kind of teen you were. You're from you were born in California, but you did not grow up there, correct? No, I moved to the East Coast when I was two, and I was raised in Long Island, and then uh, New Jersey, and then finally Manhattan. And you have, is it three siblings? I can't remember. I have three older siblings. Three yeah. older siblings. So you were the baby. So did you get the benefit of being the baby sort of? I did. I mean, the only reason I'm an actress really is because I'm the youngest child. Every single one of my siblings was approached and um, I guess scouted for lack of a better word. Um, but my mom always said no. Wow. Well, we all looked a lot alike oh. and we were all really verbal. Yeah, yeah. So it was basically like you have four shots with the same child, basically. I see, I see. Tiny, big <laughs> and, eyes and talks a lot. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I would like talk to any adults and we could all read really early. So that was good. So my mom always said no. And then uh, because my siblings were so much older than me, when it was my turn, they kind of bullied her into letting me try it. So I definitely benefited from being the baby. How, uh, how much age is between you and the next oldest? How many years? My oldest brother is nine years older than me. And then, oh no, it goes, sorry, eight, six, and then four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were sort of, yeah. by that, by the time you're doing, and what, what age did she, you start auditioning? When I was seven. When you were seven. So my oldest brother was already 15. So he really, yeah. And uh, let's cut to the chase. Uh, would you let your children do it? Uh, no, not professionally. Yeah. I think that children should get to be kids. And, you know, you nurture those things they're interested in and those talents they have. And then when they're adults and they're ready in other ways that we need to be prepared to be professionals, then great. Yeah. They can go. But I I just think that there's um like the whole idea of being a part of a production no individual is more important than the production. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think children should feel like their well being and their emotions and who they are, are always re- the most important thing. And then later you can decide to say, well, for the period of this work, this, this work day, I'm not the most important right. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think you have to, there's a missing step if you don't ever get that. I think that, I think that's very uh, perceptive because, yeah, it's like, you know, it's really drummed into your head. To, to do as you're told on a, you know, and yes. to like, you know, your feelings are not important. Yeah. Hours you know, are long, too bad. Later. Yeah. We <laughs> yes. all, we're all, we're all suffering, you know, yeah. and we're suffering because we get to work in the dream factory. Um, exactly. But I, cause I remember I, I started out and I went to film school in Chicago and started as a production assistant. And I remember at lunch once this very sort of sardonic, woman who was a script supervisor and I, I, she became one of my favorite work friends said we were, t- I was just talking about film production. She goes, everyone in this business is completely codependent. They're so happy to let someone else be in control of their lives. They're so happy to not have to worry about their relationships or what to do with themselves or how to feel or what to think. She goes, they just submit she goes, and she's like, yeah, that's me, you know, so, uh, and I was, and, yeah. you know, I was, like I said, I was brand new and I was kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll, I'll file that away. Yeah. No. And I was like that forever. I was so happy to have somebody tell me when to wake up, when I was allowed to eat, when I would be allowed to go home, how much time I had to sleep. You know, yeah. I loved that 
everyone used to joke that I would be such a good prisoner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What a funny joke to say about a kid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and now, do you like the way that you're, because it was mostly your mom, right? Your dad wasn't, yeah. Did you like the way that you're, looking back, do you think she handled you're working well. Yes. Yeah. My mother handled that really well. I was one of the, she was one of the reasons that I was actually hired a lot is because when you're a kid, they always look at the mother mm. and you'll lose a job if you have a difficult parent. Yes, and my yes. mother was always like, I always joke that she was, you know, she was my coworker, you know, <laughs> and we, we traveled together. We went to hotels and restaurants. We went to work. We had like the funniest experience because she was very not She's warm, but she's much more of like a waspy, funny sense of humor kind of lady. So like when I had to do the press, the press op in um, the press photo op in Australia where they handed me the kangaroo when I was 13, she whispered in my ear, oh, my God kangaroos are so aggressive and nasty and they all have chlamydia. Good luck. And ran away. <laughs> and they all have chlamydia. Uh, and then did, like where ran. Did, where did she ran learn? away and they were like, smile, Christina. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But I was also dying laughing because I knew that she was being funny. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We just always had that thing. So yeah, I spent most of my time with my mom. Yeah, that's... Making, making fun of stuff. That's, that's great. That's great. And it is true because... You just, you reminded me of one of my favorite showbiz stories that a friend told me, a writer friend told me it was a drama and there was a kid on the show whose mother was driving the showrunner crazy. And he came in from a meeting about the mother with the mother and he came through the door and shut the door of the writer's room and said, we got to kill that fucking kid. (laughs) And so they literally did. They had the kid die. Like there was no plan to have the kid die in the show, but like, okay, Next episode, kid dies. Oh, oh which, I mean, poor I, kid. Yeah, I know the poor kid. But and I wonder if the like if that ever like that information ever trickles out to the mother because yeah, yeah, it would be tough. Yeah, for sure. Were you always on board with acting? Like, did you always kind of? I was. Yeah, I was really bored at school and doing weird things. And the second I started, even just going and auditioning every afternoon. Um, I, I stopped all like aberrant behavior and <laughs> liked to have focused. Yeah. Yeah. I like had a skill and something to feel good about. And I was busy in the afternoon, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I always really, really liked it. And then when I went away to do movies, it was like always being lifted out of my miserable suburban life and all this magic yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there for me. Yeah. Staying in hotels and room service. And, yeah. 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 Perrier. I had never seen Perrier before. Wow. I was like, wow, these people are drinking this like magic sparkle water. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> when, when was the, what was your, the, was the first big job? Uh, Mermaids. It was Mermaids, right. And were you aware of like the, you know, the gravity of your co-stars in, in other Well, that's terms? the other thing my mother was really good at. My mother was a, really loved movies. My dad also, but my mother loved film. And she showed me like all the Hitchcock movies when I was really little. And then the second she knew I was auditioning for something with Cher, we had a Cher movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, she even had come back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, Dean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I did know by the time I went to my final audition with Cher and Winona Ryder, I knew who Cher was for sure. And was Cher, did Cher, uh, ever do any like diva stuff because you were getting all the attention being a cute little girl on the set? <laughs> no, diva, uh, diva stuff is absolutely like so far from what Cher is like. Yeah. Cher was amazing. Yeah. Cher was incredible. I've Cher heard that the, she's really fun and just cool. Just like 
a practical person yeah. is always like, what, what is happening here? Like, why are we ignoring logic? Yeah, you know, yeah. like that kind of human being right. was so kind to me, was so generous with me, immediately like spent all of her time with me on set. I would go in her trailer to hide from my teacher and she would just like, <laughs> she just taught me stuff. Yeah, like anything, yeah. Yeah. everything that was going on on set. She'd be like, oh, that's what this is. No, that's this. And like, it was amazing. Oh, that's great. That's, it was incredible. That's what you want out of your shares. Yes. Uh, yeah. She really lives up to yeah. expectations, I have to say. And did, I mean, did that change your life a lot? I mean, just in terms of like your everyday, I mean, obviously you're going to a junket and you're, there's a premiere, but beyond that, I mean, do you feel it? Do you feel like. I did. I felt immediately. I, I think that <clears throat> when you expose people to all kinds of possibilities in the world, right. Yeah. You know, I came from this suburban kind of depressing, dysfunctional, not nice family life. And then I was exposed to this other world and the way people behaved was different, you know, mm -hmm. um, just everything With was just a little to bit each other, kind of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, there were all kinds of different people and everybody was just really respectful to each yeah, other and yeah. like, and focused on one thing. And there was this feel, this like aspirational feeling yeah. that I felt around being on those sets. It actually made it okay for me to go back home because I felt like, I had this knowledge that there was something else. And so I could go back home and I could go to school and be a normal child, but I no longer was like misbehaving or any of that stuff because I knew there was more Yeah, and I would be leaving to go there soon. <laughs> wow. That's nice. Yeah. So it did change even like my mental and emotional state at the time through my childhood. Yeah. I think this knowledge that there was another world to be in. Now, First of all, like to say, it's just funny to hear like someone, a am doing air quotes, child star say, you know, that like going into the film world, you know, took me into an area of mental health. Like, you know, like it, it's so opposite the cliche of it. I know, but some things are, are ways for people to escape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that was one of the reasons I was so successful as a child, because I knew if I was really good yeah. all the time, I would get to go away. It's it's and it's so to me resonates to like just there's something other than this, you know, like when you're a little kid and you eat from an early age, you know, like this is not good. Like mm -hmm. I look around me and this is not this is not good. And I can't wait to get out of here, you know. Yeah. And if you can show that child what is out there waiting for them. Mm -hmm. I there's a lot less, uh, for me, there yeah. was just so much less darkness. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Can't you tell my love's a crow? Now, when you start getting into your teen years, I mean, you're not getting a normal No, teen and years. then, of course, yeah, things do change as people change, and that is why it's best for adults to enter. People who have already fully formed yeah. and aren't, aren't going to, like, change drastically in the way that they take things in, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. But, yeah, I, when I was a teenager, I was not great with, you know, being uh, looked at, judged, famous. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel... Like I wanted to be photographed yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty standard <laughs> teen stuff. I mean, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've talked about my daughter. Uh, there was an age, and I don't. It was maybe around thirteen, I think, or something, where it just became like, tell the whole entire world, don't look at me. I don't want to yeah. be looked at. And then you know, she's kind of coming out. She's sixteen now. And she's sort of coming the other. Going to be seventeen soon coming out the other side of that but there definitely was like and the way that she you know the way that she dressed changed you know just like lots of very boxy you know all of a sudden could wear my clothes which was like mm-hmm. you can't really but okay you know take that sweatshirt yeah. if you want to i called my style garbage pail kid style uh-huh. and it was intentionally mismatched yeah. and oversized and dingy but this isn't the 90s when grunge was okay yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, I would like intentionally covered everything and looked like crap, basically, because right. I so didn't want any attention, positive or negative. And how did the people around you deal with that? Did they just have to put up with it? Yeah, I mean, we did. They did the best to try to yeah <laughs> to work with me and train me. And, you know, I think over time I did learn to be a better uh, press soldier. Yeah. But but, you know, at the time I was just like a teen and I was like a feral creature. So there wasn't a lot of controlling me. Yeah. Now, when you get into your teens and your young adulthood, is are you always, you know, do you ever does your faith in this career that you've chosen ever waver? Do you sort of. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I like to watch by Life Below Zero. You know, the Alaska show. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why do I love to watch this show so much? And it's because I know now that if everything falls to shit. I can go live in Alaska. <laughs> I was like, why does this show make me feel so safe? And it's that. That is what it is. Um, so I've always had feelings of like, I don't know how much longer it's going to be good for. And, I, you know, and I had great periods of time when I didn't work and I couldn't work or the work I took was not great. Yeah. And I wasn't that proud of it. But I had to keep supporting myself. And did you ever did you ever um, did you ever consider doing something else? Like for real, kind of, or just? Well, I made that mistake of not of deciding that I didn't need to go to college because I was gonna, I was already already on my way to becoming a big movie star. Yeah, right. <laughs> so kind of after that, I was screwed. You know, it's like yeah. I already, I like, I had put all my money down on one horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I uh, I was just talking yesterday to. Um, Jeanette McCurdy, do you know her? Oh, yeah. She was on she was on iCarly. She played Sam on iCarly. 
And I never saw iCarly because I'm too young, too old, too old for it. For, yeah. I wish I was too young for it. I'm too old for it. Yeah, I'm I'm old enough that I saw it th- with a child. Like I, you know, <laughs> I saw every episode because a child was watching it, right, and it right. actually was pretty good. But she had a similar kind of thing where she kind of got through child stardom, and then you know was like, ah, eh, I kind of missed the boat at college, you know. And I was like, well, you could go back, and she's like, nah. And I understand that too, like the notion of going back, because I'll sometimes get in a get in a mood, and I'll be like, maybe I'll go back to school and become a therapist or something. And then I think, yeah, right. With your attention span, you're not going to be reading textbooks. Yeah, I was a terrible student. Yeah. No, I only did the work I enjoyed yeah. as a child. Yeah. yeah, I was a horrible student. The fact that I got into college at all and I got into a really good college was shocking. Oh, and you oh, and you didn't go or did you go at all? No, I got into Columbia and I, into the creative writing department because I had all this writing and stuff. Yeah. That, you know, and so I was accepted as a freshman which actually they only take, they usually only take sophomores. Oh. So my writing was clearly okay. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just didn't go. Yeah. I just kept deferring. And then I was like, well, I was, I'm all right. I'm, you know, I'm fine. And I wish I had gone. Yeah. I honestly do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that you think you'll push your kids more on, you know? Yeah. At least try it. Right. You know, right. at least go. Yeah. I think it's important. And I think I really do feel like, Education is important. And, you know, when I speak with writers about material, I would love to have a better education. You know, I'd love to, I don't know, whatever educated people do, quote the tragedies. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I like whenever I'm around like really smart people, because I like I feel like I'm not. You know, like I did really well on Celebrity Jeopardy and granted (laughs) Celebrity Jeopardy is easier, but I still feel like, yeah, I'm like Fredo. I'm smart. Um, But when I'm I'm around like, I don't know, well-read people and there's just like so much stuff they talk about that I just feel like, oh, I don't care about that. Yeah. And then you use the, yeah, that's true. You know, it's true. There's stuff that I don't care about. But yeah, I guess I would only like to have all the knowledge so I could wield it during competitive <laughs> situations. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Just that's all, yeah, really. Yeah. Just really to you know to elevate myself, you know, exactly. at the expense of others. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what it's all about. I just want to win. Yeah. Now, as you as you're moving through your career and you start to make you know, like I said, interesting choices that make the people that get ten percent of what you what you make uh, nervous and, and sweaty. I mean, how, how are you feeling about that when you're doing it? I mean, because there's got to be, whenever you push against the conventional wisdom of something like this, you are, you're told you might be taking a hit here, you might be fucking it all up. And oftentimes they're right. You know what I mean? So you want to be brave, but they're also, but you know, like there's, yeah, you know, safety, safety is safe for a reason. Yeah, I would say I was definitely, you know, open for guidance and please give me all your constructive criticism, which basically meant like, tell me who to be, tell me how to do this. Because, you know, like you say, I made a lot of interesting choices and I got a lot of attention for those things. I I think in the beginning they were like, sure, go do these indies, like whatever. Yeah. Weirdo. Weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Go off, you little weirdo, do whatever. Your career is going to be done soon anyway. And then it like, I got a lot of attention for it. And so then I think I attracted the attention of people saying like, well, okay, we could make money with you, but we got to make sure we get this right. 
and so then from then on there was a lot of like trying to make sure I I could try to fit more into the mold I was supposed to be in or make choices that were I don't know were strategic or and it just never really wasn't really the right thing for me I don't think yeah were there people in your life that supported you in that in in any way or did you feel kind of left to your own devices to push that individually? I yeah, I I felt like they were right and I should like hide who I was until I got really successful and then I could be myself and make movies that I wanted to make and all that stuff. So that was sort of, I guess, the plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would hide it until it was too late. <laughs> was there be, you know, when you play an act, you know, when you're an actor and when you have a public persona outside of the acting, it is easy to kind of, you know, and this, it sounds like a Lifetime movie, to lose yourself. Um, but I mean, is that something that you did have to, I mean, not to be flip about it, but is that something that you did kind of have to deal with or, or still deal with, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like now I don't have to anymore, but at that time, the thing was always, if you do this, this might happen. If you can just control this or look a little bit more like this, or there was always this, like the ca- the carrot was always so much more enticing than me being myself. Mm-hmm. Like I hated myself. I didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of like, I didn't have any sense that being myself was this great thing. Um, oh, really? No, I was like, oh, okay, great. I got us here. Now you guys take over and tell me exactly who to be because clearly this isn't going to work. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing i was on board really with how off-putting i was <laughs> so so i was completely complicit yeah. in all of it um and then you know it just didn't work it wasn't the right thing for me and i ended up you know not not really my career ended up not flourishing as much yeah i guess can you remember an instance that sort of made that you where you felt like okay i gotta this is not working i have to be me whoever that may be. No, I mean, I think that's a more gradual realization, you know, as you're like struggling and not getting work. And then I would create work for myself and it was never quite the work I really wanted to do. It was just like what I could get made. Mm -hmm. And then over time, I just sort of, you know, I had to step back. I wasn't working as much and really think about what the problem might be. And, um, at the same time I started, uh, I had gone to a Comic-Con and, Um, I met all of, you know, I started meeting fans that had been, uh, that had loved my work since I was a child. Mm -hmm. And I got to kind of witness firsthand all these people who, you know, basically I was with them in their lives and they really enjoyed the parts I had played and what they liked was this very specific individuality. And, and so that made me sort of uh, feel more confident about the fact that like, maybe I hadn't been wrong <laughs> in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe, cause I've always thought that, you know, if you're really going to be a, an artist and call yourself an artist, then it always felt weird to me that there was this strategy to be considered when what I did was basically like, emotional impressionism or something you know what I mean to uh I don't know it just it didn't feel right anyway and so you mean you mean just technique wise like what the way you were acting or I just always felt like you should do the things that you just respond to emotionally yeah as an well for the kind of actor I am yeah that makes the most sense right for me to 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 choose something that I can't immediately identify with emotionally isn't 
isn't right for me. Uh, so strategy and all that stuff and, and really trying to be so analytical and, and, um, and critical of myself was the wrong thing to do. And, And so, and I feel like I've, I've figured that out now by virtue of really of playing Misty and, and finding this part and leaning into it, I guess. Yeah. I mentioned technique. Did you take like classes? Like, do you rely on some technique in your well, acting or did you, is it just you learned on the job? I learned as I went and I watched other people and I would take things from what they did. Yeah. And I sort of cobbled together a method for myself. It's all incredibly like cerebral. <laughs> well, it all takes place right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even need a pen. Um, <laughs> and I think also I have the benefit of having done this since I was a child. Mm-hmm. So I still have this, I, I like that muscle of playing make-believe and fantasizing mm-hmm. and all that stuff is still very active in me because mm-hmm. I never stopped it, I guess. Yeah. Can you, I mean, can you describe your method in any, in like. Yeah. I mean, so when I take, when I read something and I love the part or I love the movie or I love the concept, I mean, it just like sits in my head and I will think about it and ruminate over it and just sit with that character as I go through my day and randomly come back and revisit the thoughts. And, and eventually after like a couple of days or a week, like I have a really good uh, feeling of knowing who that person is. Mm-hmm. The character of Misty, she's so weird. And so <laughs> like, like, and it's kind of, it's like, yeah, it's damaged, but it's like, you don't even, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe we learn more about why she is, the, but she was that, you know, she's that way. She's a weird kid, you know, when she's... Uh, I mean, we do see at the beginning, they put that scene in there where she watches an animal slowly drown and doesn't Oh, right, help right, it. right, that's right. And I always took that scene to indicate there's some issue here. Yeah. Like maybe she's a sociopath or, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not a doctor. So that's just what I thought when I read and saw that. And uh, I think we're very hesitant to put labels on Misty just because, you know, it's less fun. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, and also it's like, you know, it's like the there is now, and I'm not, I'm not grousing about it. It just is. There's a sensitivity to mental illness that like, it's just, you can't just sort of make like, oh, this person is a sociopath delicious yeah. you know and then it's a little irresponsible of us to like present the sociopath and, and then be like but look how much fun she's having yeah yeah but we so, but that's, that's why i always hesitate hesitate to do it because i'm like i mean it is a serious thing and we're not handling it very serious or i right you know, yeah but that's you know it's kind of like i don't think we'll ever not be entertained by that like i just think that it's like in our nature it's the same way you know, on my side of the street, uh, comedians complaining about, oh, you can't make fun of this and you can't make fun of that. And it's always, and the one that I worry about is like, are we not going to be able to make fun of stupid people? Because <laughs> stupid people, oh my God, they're so much fun. I think you could always make fun of stupid people because sp- stupid people don't know they're stupid. <laughs> Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Can't you tell my loves are have you have you shot the second season of Yellow Jackets yet? Uh, no, no, we start. I don't know why it took me so long to come up with that answer. We start at the end of August. <laughs> I was like, where am I? OK, now you have little kids. I do. And I don't uh, know if you heard my baby was crying. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, but I'm glad you ignored it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Shut that door. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure lens. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have you, you have what? I have an Eight-year-old son and an eight-month-old daughter. Wow, that's a that's a lo- that's a good spread, though. I found my my kids are five years apart, and I found it way better than. Well, I mean, you know, it's still nice, but when they're little, oh, to have a kid that you don't like to not have to worry about two kids killing themselves, you know, yes. falling off yes. of something. And- my eight-year-old will watch the baby for 20-minute time periods. All I have to do is buy him video games. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I'm like, okay, she's in her little play area. Yeah, Just yeah. Her, play with her 20 minutes. Yeah. How have they changed? I mean, you know, there's the obvious ones, but how have they changed your attitude towards show business and did it surprise you the way that because it has to change you i mean i just you know yeah. being a father i just think you know it's got to change you yeah i mean by the time i had my son i didn't realize how much of a nihilist i was mm-hmm. like i didn't really i had i guess it just i've been through so much and been dealing with so much anxiety and this intense industry and like shit in my childhood that i just got to a place where i just didn't care about anything mm. literally was making life decisions yeah. just like well, what could, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Major <laughs> life decisions where I'm like, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, that sounds fine. Yeah. How bad could that be? <laughs> and when I had my son, that unconditional love or whatever, whatever that is, just broke everything open. Yeah. And all of a sudden I cared about everything again, yeah. which was difficult. Right. But also how incredible yeah. that just feeling that amount of love can change everything. Yeah. Well, what do you want to... Uh, what do you want to do going forward? I mean, do you want to work more? Do you want to work less? Do you want to, you know, become a sculptor? I want to, <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep doing really interesting acting work. Yeah. Um, I also produce and have, you know, some stuff of my own that is, uh, that I'll be pitching and whatever. I have packaging. I like package some stuff or whatever. And then I also want to, um, I'm, Hopefully, sorry, it makes me so uncomfortable to talk about what I want to do in the future because I feel like I'm setting myself up in case I fail. Oh. But anyway. Well, sorry, it's it's part of this deal. I got to ask It's fine, it. I know. It's the, I know. <laughs> it's the law. But I do want to direct, so that is something I'm focusing on yeah. now. Yeah, directing's fun. Telling people what to do. Make- I feel like I'll really love it. Yeah, yeah. I just love finally getting to tell everyone yeah. what to do. Oh, oh, you had that idea. Sorry, you got to do it my way. It's my, it's my time. Well, it's also nice just because, you know, so much there, in a collaborative process, everybody's got an idea. But there, yes. but there's one person that's like just in this in this setting, this person gets the say. 
And you have to just go like, all right, well, I don't agree with what Steve's saying, but Steve is the guy, so we're going to do what Steve wants. And yeah. that's nice, especially when you when you have a sense of poise and like you know what you're doing. Yeah, and I feel like me as Steve, I'll probably let everybody, you know, as much as I can, have a chance to do it their way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, what right. Do you do too? We'll do it Steve's way. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it your way. Or just do it your way and make Steve think he's that you're doing it his way. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too. But, or you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the final part of this is the what have you learned is the what's the what's the what's the moral to the Christina Ricci story so far? I guess um, these young kids are right. And we need to understand more like what we have to offer in the world and feel really good about that and see what is valuable in ourselves. And I wish that I had had more confidence and a sense of self when I was younger to have pursued the kind of work that I, I feel confident about pursuing now. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 It took me a long time, but now that I'm older, I feel like, Oh wow. So I can trust my instincts and I can trust my taste. And in fact, it's the thing that sets me apart and, and is going to ultimately allow me to do more and more work. I always try to tell people, little, young people that little people, all these little people. <laughs> I always try to tell them. The little ones that no one else can see. Ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to really find a thing that you do that no one else does and and develop it. Yeah, cool. Well, let me go through what you're doing here. You've got the popular Showtime series Yellow Jackets. You were nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. I was. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Was that your first Emmy? <laughs> Um, no, I was nominated like 20 million years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is really exciting. Yeah. It's fun to go there, to go to those things for a reason, you know? Even, yeah. No, I'm really excited. Even though you do kind of, you tell yourself you don't care, but you, you know, it's always like, oh, shit. I'm, you know? I mean, yeah, no, I'm really excited. And I think to, you know, um, coming at this time in my life. So like, it actually is really meaningful to me and validating and um, moving. Great. I, I've, I've been really moved by this, this time, which is embarrassing because I cry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> and also you are going to be a series regular on the upcoming Netflix, Tim Burton series Wednesday based on the Adams family character. Mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday, according exactly. to this sheet of paper. Exactly, um, she is. Well, make sure that you you know you can't let that kid get out of hand. You got to let him. She's know. really good. Right. She's really really good. All right. Yeah, right. and these these young people today are very self possessed yes. and terrifying. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and they don't. You, you don't want to tell them anything. Yeah, yeah, and also you're just like another another boring adult to them. They don't. Know I don't know, but she are. was really incredible. She yeah. she's she's amazing. I think people are going to be really happy with this version. Cool. And you've got the thriller uh, Monstrous uh, is out. Yeah. Scary movie. Streaming. And you were voicing Harley Quinn in a new podcast series from WB and Spotify. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was like to call them podcasts is weird to me. I always feel like I want to call them radio plays because that's kind of what they are. They were like, well, in the scripted series, I was like, you mean radio? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I've done some of them and I'm like, call it because they always, you know, and like Audible has their special like audible original content like and it's like yeah that's easy to say 
That's right. Yeah, you know, no. that's, that's what all the cool kids will be saying. But I have to say it was a really fun experience and it's a really um, interesting, not interesting, but a really great take on Harley Quinn. And she finally has an origin story. That's like, that makes sense for a woman. And um, it's, it's really great actually. Awesome. Yeah. And incredible actors. You're great too, well. Christina. Thank you so much for Thank taking you. the time. Uh, Thank you for talking you know, to I me. Know, I know you're busy with a million different press things. So and well, you know, and those kids, time. those crying babies, those annoying yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, and thank, thank all of you. thank all of you out there for listening. And I'll be back next week uh, with uh, someone else to talk to. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rob Schulte. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Joanna Salataroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it in the showing? Oh, you must be a This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.